welcome to Deep Rooted Healing, a contemplative podcast exploring the healing bridges that connect the body, mind, heart, and soul, including creative practices, touch, nature, spirituality, and community. I'm Emma Freeman, an artist, poet, massage therapist, and Reiki practitioner. I'm a highly sensitive person and sober. This podcast is a record of my own unfolding spiritual journey. May it be supportive for you in some way. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and happy winter solstice uh, if you're in the northern hemisphere, or happy summer solstice if you're in the southern hemisphere. Uh, I wanted to record an episode um, tonight because I just finished uh, two really beautiful gatherings with people on Zoom, one tonight and one last night, uh, where I read poems about darkness and light and offered prompts. And then we spent 10 minutes or so just quietly writing together and then shared what emerged. And oh my gosh, it was incredible what came through each person and how everyone was so um, inspired by each other and just the depth that emerged. Oh, it was incredible. And I thought, oh, I'd love to share some of the poems here in honor of Solstice. And maybe I'll share the prompts too. And if you want to try writing with them, great. It was such a um, an incredible experience. So I wanted to do that. And uh, just offer a, a few more other thoughts about the solstice and what it means to me and invite some of reflection for you too, if that feels good. Um, one beautiful thing that's happened today is, uh, so I started a new um, free collaborative art project called the Buried Earth Book Project. And it came out of Uh, the fabric meditation books that I've been making and burying in the ground in my yard. And I've been doing that for the last year. And um, maybe you've seen them. I've shared them on Instagram and talked about them. And the idea came to me, I think just last week or the week before that, um, to put the word out to some friends and see if anyone might want to bury a book for me if I sent it to them. And I was amazed by the response. So many people said, yes, I'll bury something for you. And I sent one of my stitched contemplation cloths to a friend in New Mexico who has buried it under this beautiful sage bush. And it's just incredible. You know, people from all over the world have volunteered and it's become this um just beautiful collaborative project and then I thought wait a second I want other people to bury their books too not just my books so I've opened it up so anyone can participate at any point start at any time it's totally free you just make a fabric book with whatever materials inspire you you can just slowly stitch on it over as much time as it takes and really enjoy that calming soothing meditative experience of slow stitching um, it can be so healing um, and then choose a spot to bury it in the ground wherever you want and I'm offering some uh, 
if you want to ponder like what you might be ready to let go of with the book is there anything that you feel like you're hanging on to that's ready to transition or that you're struggling with that you might give infuse into the book or just gently set that intention when you put it into the ground to let the earth transmute whatever's going on alchemize and heal anything that is going on in your life or within you that um, you might want some support with it can become a really gentle healing experience in multiple different ways I think so that's the project uh you can learn more about it on my website if you're curious, emmafreemanart.com, um, or just make one and join in <laughs> if you want. Uh, so I got messages from three different people today that they buried their book today and sent some pictures. It was so amazing to see like the spot, their book, and then the spot they chose and see it get covered with dirt. It was magic. And then... Um, I sent, uh, two books arrived to people, um, today as well. So they buried my books too. And like all of this magic with this project happened today. And that felt amazing. And then, um, a friend in Australia, uh, who I'm collaborating with, um, I got this beautiful package of these, um, uh, fabric books that she does all these this eco printing and beautiful poetry and stitching so we've decided to make collaborative books where we send them back and forth to each other and this was our first round so I sent one off to her a while ago and I just got these two in the mail so now they're they're books that I get to play with and respond to what she created and then I'll send them back to her and she'll do the same with mine and we'll keep going until it feels like they're ready to be complete. So all this good stuff, good creative things are happening on this solstice. Um, and let's see if there was another update I wanted to share. Um, I don't think so. I think that was it. A little rambly, but there we go. <laughs> okay, I'm going to share a few poems and uh, the prompts, um, and I hope you enjoy being read to. feels nice to be read to, doesn't it? I feel like I'm not read to, except in classes where I host poetry gatherings, and it feels so good. And of course, it reminds me of being a kid, like, oh, right, as kids, we're read to, so it's such a normal thing. And then as adults, at least in my life, in my circle, it's, it's it, it goes away. And I want to bring that practice back into my life. So I like filling the air with poetry. It feels good, especially in these times, these tumultuous times. Okay, so the first poem is by uh, a poet named Kai Seidenberg. Um, and from her book, Space Between the Stones, Poetry and Practices for Connecting with Nature, Spirit, and Creativity. Um, I just recently discovered her um, through my friend Yarrow, who I love. And um, this, uh, this poem is called... Oh, hold on. Let me flip to the page so I make sure I get the title right. Okay. It's called The Right to Remain Silent. You have the right to remain silent. 
in a world crowded with sounds and buzzing with electronic signals as endless waves of ringtones and alerts wash over you. And especially when everyone else is clamoring to be heard, you have the right to remain silent. You have the right to remain still amidst the seemingly ceaseless swirl of the modern world while an alarmingly overdeveloped to-do list shouts at you from your desk. And especially when everyone else is hurrying through ostensibly urgent yet often unimportant tasks, you have the right to remain still. You have the right to remain calm in the midst of a flood of virtual signals designed to incite artificial urgency in the face of a tsunami of terrifying news about the state of our planet, and especially when everyone else seems consumed with worry about what our future may hold, you have the right to remain calm. Faced with so many compelling reasons to be anxious, overwhelmed, and hurried, indeed precisely because there are so many reasons we could be anxious, overwhelmed, and hurried, we have the right to remain silent, still, and calm, to find a, peace, a peaceful place at the center of the storm where we can go to be restored so that we can return to the fray with renewed strength as a beacon of peace and presence, lighting the path to another way of being. Oh, I love that poem. So the prompts I thought of were you have the right to remain, dot, 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 at the center of the storm. My peaceful place is another way of being. Or you could write about silence or stillness or calm. So many places to go with that. And I love how she played with that charged phrase. You have the right to remain silent and opened with that. And then... When I first read it, it just took me in such surprising directions and really deeply moved me. And I love the permission that she gives to be still and be quiet and be calm in this world that is constantly telling us otherwise. So, oh, I'm going to keep revisiting that poem. It's so beautiful. And I wonder what you thought of it, if it spoke to you or not. And for the writing in the workshops I did, I just set a timer on my phone for 10 minutes and we wrote and then we shared. But um, sometimes I just write openly without a timer and just go. But there is something nice about the container of the timer. It sends just a little bit of a, not a sense of urgency in a bad way, just that it gives a, like having a, a soft deadline or container that's a good word so um, that felt good and it seemed like it worked really well for people too and wow what came through everyone was just amazing to me just the depths poetry is magic it, the way that it can move through us in an intuitive and somatic way in our body. It's not about a logical mind. It's not about, you know, deciding what a story is going to be or what I'm going to write about ahead of time. It's just being really deeply present in the moment 
and paying just paying that deep attention and seeing what wants to emerge and letting it come out. And I'm just in awe again and again. I've talked about this, I think, on the podcast before, but to witness it in myself and then in others in these groups is just healing and transformative and phenomenal. And it just gives me hope and uh, it's magic. Um, so I'll share two more poems. Uh, the next one is by, uh, John O'Donohue, and it is from his book, To Bless the Space Between Us, A Book of Blessings. And this one, let me flip to it. Bet you can hear the flipping of the pages. (laughs) Real live books, not just on the internet. Um, This one is called For Light, Perfect for Solstice. Thank you very much. Okay, For Light. Light cannot see inside things. That is what the dark is for. Minding the interior, nurturing the draw of growth through places where death in its own way turns into life. In the glare of neon times, let our eyes not be worn by surfaces that shine with hunger made attractive. That our thoughts may be true light, finding their way into words, which have the weight of shadow to hold the layers of truth. That we never place our trust in minds claimed by empty light, where one-sided certainties are driven by false desire. When we look into the heart, May our eyes have the kindness and reverence of candlelight, that the searching of our minds be equal to the oblique crevices and corners where the mystery continues to dwell, glimmering in fugitive light. When we are confined inside the dark house of suffering, that moonlight might find the window. When we become false and lost, that the severe noonlight would cast our shadow clear. When we love, that dawn light would lighten our feet upon the waters. As we grow old, that twilight would illuminate treasure in the fields of memory. And when we come to search for God, let us first be robed in night, put on the mind of morning, to feel the rush of light spread slowly inside the color and stillness of a found world. Mm. I love his depths. Just the way that he weaves the language just speaks to me so deeply. Um, So the prompts I thought of for this one were seeing inside of, thoughts of true light, the weight of shadow, the layers of truth, empty light, and where the mystery continues to dwell. So do with those what you will. Write, ponder, contemplate. Don't do anything. (laughs) Whatever you feel like. Uh, Maybe I'll read, I'll read two more poems to you. I hope you're cozy and comfy wherever you are. Um, So our next poet we will travel to is Mary Oliver obviously one of my favorites maybe not obviously I feel like I've talked about her on here before okay so let me flip to the switch this is 
called Sleeping in the Forest. I thought the earth remembered me. She took me back so tenderly, arranging her dark skirts, her pockets full of lichens and seeds. I slept as never before, a stone on the riverbed, nothing between me and the white fire of the stars but my thoughts, and they floated light as moths among the branches of the perfect trees. All night I heard the small kingdoms breathing around me, the insects and the birds who do their work in the darkness. All night I rose and fell as if in water, grappling with a luminous doom. By morning, I had vanished at least a dozen times into something better. Oh, so beautiful. Um, so the prompts I thought of were, um, I thought the earth remembered me, a stone on the riverbed, the white fire of the stars, those who do their work in the darkness, a luminous doom, and I had vanished into, or also sleeping in the forest. That's a beautiful prompt to explore. So, oh, I love that poem. Okay, um, let's see, maybe mm, one or two more. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of tea. Okay, we'll do one more poem. So this one, we're going to go back to Kai Seidenberg, our first poet. And this is from the same book, Space Between the Stones. And I flipped through the page. This is called On the Road at Night. Driving alone on a quiet country road on a moonless night. Not a single car or house nearby. A chorus of crickets, the loudest sound. A road, a smooth ribbon of black, unspooling seamlessly into the warm night, with an occasional pale curve punctuating the blackness like a question mark. I stop the car to investigate, step out onto the road, and encounter an old friend I had hoped to see on the trail that day, a rattlesnake, quietly soaking up the sun's warmth still lingering in the now dark road. The two of us meet in silent recognition, each aware the other has the power to harm, but will wield it only as a last resort. Tonight, as usual, we meet in peace, just two creatures breathing together under the stars, finding our way home through the darkness. Uh, so for this one, the prompts I thought of were on a moonless night, the loudest sound, an encounter with an old friend uh, I had hoped to see, what still lingers, in silent recognition, and finding our way home through the darkness, or anywhere else you want to go, too. Oh... Poetry is so nourishing. It feels like medicine. I read it to myself or to read it out loud to you. It just it fills me up with energy and I feel this um, like revitalization. It just like 
wakes me up in the softest way that uh, just makes me feel alive. And uh, yeah, so I think that's all. I hope you enjoyed this solstice gathering. And I hope that you are um, wherever you are in the world, um, finding moments to be in silence, in quiet, in solitude with yourself to reconnect, um, whatever that means for you, and to find those ways to go deeper within and find whatever needs to be found in there. And I hope that you have some outlet or or um, explore some new creative outlet maybe uh, to express whatever you find in there, whether that's writing or stitching or talking to someone or crying. Well, they're all creative, right? Or dancing or I don't know, anything. I hope you um, do that for yourself. Okay, I wish you a very happy solstice and happy holidays. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.